eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash He did the match He did the monster match From my laboratory in the castle east Time now for Hear Me Out with your host, Betsy Esparza. Hear Me Out is brought to you by Front Street Books, your hometown independent bookstore. Voting is now underway for the Texas Constitutional Amendment election held every other year after the legislative session. You can vote early at the Val Beard Building on 7th Street across the, from the county courthouse or on Election Day next Tuesday, a week from today. There are eight amendments on the ballot, including measures related to raffles benefiting rodeo organizations and property tax relief for veterans and their families. Historically, amendment elections have very low turnout, although the legislature brought a surprise at the tail end of their second special session, which ended last week. In the last hours before gaveling out, officials unanimously, both Democrats and Republicans, everyone, passed a bill calling for an amendment on the May 2022 ballot so that Texas voters can decide whether or not to increase the homestead exemption for school property taxes from $25,000 to $40,000. Texans are allowed to file for a homestead exemption in the county where they were excuse me, where they reside as their primary residence. That exemption is currently $25,000 and it's shaved off the total value of your homestead when calculating your tax bill. Filing for the exemption, by the way, is very easy. It's a simple form you turn in at your local appraisal district office. The amendment, if passed by voters, would increase that amount from $25,000 to $40,000 which is estimated to save taxpayers about $176 a year on average. That's the pro. The con is that public school districts would lose out on a total of approximately $600 million in the year following the vote. The state has set that amount aside and will use a portion of its federal COVID relief funds to cover it, but only for one year. How the costs would be covered going forward remains unclear. In the Alpine School District, there are 2,114 exemptions filed. Multiply that number by 176, and the school district is out about $372,000. There are two ways to make it up, raise taxes or cut spending. And throw this on the top of the heap. The timing matches up pretty closely with when we'll start paying on the bond note for the new high school, so it may all end up as a bit of a wash. I asked Alpine Superintendent Becky McCutcheon her thoughts on the issue last week, and she said she hadn't researched it and wasn't sure how it would affect the district. Martin, are you ready for a break? Sure thing, Nancy. If the Big Ben is on your trip agenda, Front Street Books needs to be your first stop for field guides. Shop early. They're super stocked with holiday inventory. Pick up that field guide. Journals are a good mystery for nighttime reading. They have all the best sellers and a wonderful children's room loaded with treasures. Something for everyone. Front Street Books, your local independent bookstore. 121 East Holland and Alpine. Don't forget your bookmarkers. They're free. We're back. 
The FDA advisory panel authorized the Pfizer COVID vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds today. The CDC panel will meet next week, and they have the final say. I called our regional health department office in El Paso to find out when we could expect a clinic, and they didn't have any dates to announce yet. I was hoping for something we could pencil in, but I guess it's a little early yet. I checked around locally, too. Nothing yet. However, according to Douglas Loveday, who is a press officer out of Austin, if there isn't a provider, the health department will provide vaccination services. The White House issued some guidance last week in anticipation of the rollout, which said the vials can be kept in standard refrigeration for up to 10 weeks. So that will hopefully make things a little more efficient. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how in the redistricted Senate map, Brewster County may be changing from District 19 to District 29. That map was approved, though, of course, there's several lawsuits held up in the courts right now. The change aligns us with the El Paso Urban Center, represented by Senator Cesar Blanco, rather than that of San Antonio, represented by Senator Roland Gutierrez. And that is all I have in this sort of mashed up day today, Martin. That is fine. Betsy, but it's short and sweet is always good. We want to wish everybody a uh, good homecoming week and be sure to go to the parade tomorrow, six o'clock and bonfire will follow. And uh, of course the game is on Friday night where we have uh, Odessa compass coming to town to uh, tangle with our Alpine fighting bucks. And we'll see everyone for trick or treat on Sunday. I think they tried to switch trick or treat up a few years ago and we were, we uh, resisted. We formed a resistance, and we do Halloween on Halloween. Uh, and we will trick-or-treat on Sunday. The way it should be. <laughs> and having said that, we'll depart with the music of Bobby Boris Pickett with this, with this classic, The Monster Mash. Have yourself a good day. <laughs>